Welcome into another edition of the Stripe Show podcast. It is Froggy Wednesdays, and we are joined by 2020 Hero Open, 2020 uh, Cup the Classic, Sam Horsfield, uh, champion in both of those events. Sam, thank you so much for joining us here on the uh, Stripe Show podcast. Thank you for having me. Tons to talk about, man. It has been a busy couple of weeks in golf. So coming off mm-hmm. of uh, really with three events last week, we had the uh, PGA Tour event. That was won by Tom Hoagie, um, yeah. and we had the event in Saudi, won by an amazing walk-off putt by uh, Harold Varner III, and then we had the event over in um, in the UK on the DP Tour, run by uh, won by Hoygaard. So, yeah. great, great week of golf, so much going on, but before we get into any of that, I do have a question, Sam. How does a guy, you're, you're, you were born in, in, uh, in Manchester? Yep. Yeah. Born in Manchester and then um we ended up moving to the States when when I was five. Um my dad my dad has a bad back and we we came back over to uh England one February and our, our heater had broken and my dad was like, um, why don't we just move out to, to Florida for a year? And um yeah, that was that was the end of that. And you know, twenty years later, still there and um yeah. Okay, so that's how, because that was my question, is how in the hell do you become a Florida mm-hmm. Gator from yeah. Manchester? Where does Gainesville, Florida show up on a map? Because I'm like, what is yeah. So where <laughs> yeah, in Florida no. did you grow up? Yeah, so we um, we moved to Orlando, the Orlando okay. area. And then, um, you know, I, I had quite, you know, I had quite a few opportunities coming out of high school and, um, you know, made, made the trip up to Gainesville and, um, you know, loved JC and uh, Coach Handrigan at the time. Um, you know, got along really well with those guys and, um, yeah, ended up going to UF. Who were some of your other, uh, college teammates while you were there? Um, Jorge Garcia, Alejandro Tosti, uh, Gordon Neal, um, Kyler Tate, Ryan Orr. Um, those were sort of the guys that were, that were playing when I was on the team in 15, 16, 16, 17. Wow. Okay. So and you were there during yeah. a, uh, during a decent run of football as well too, right? Yeah, yeah, those college game days never get old. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. Let's hope we uh, yeah. get back to some decent college game days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then I, uh, as I was going through your Instagram, I noticed you were uh, just about actually a year ago yesterday. You were yeah. at the Super Bowl in Tampa. As uh, I was, as I was too. I think we had two different experiences, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, one of you know, one of my really good friends I made at UF, Tommy Townsend. You know. I played for the Chiefs, obviously, and I got got a um, you know became really good friends with him, and obviously he he made it to the Super Bowl, and it was his you know rookie year on in the NFL, and I thought it'd be really cool. I had some time off, and you know obviously it was in Tampa, it was his first year in the NFL, getting to go to the Super Bowl. It's pretty pretty cool experience, and you know I felt like I couldn't couldn't really pass up that opportunity, and um, you know I had such a blast. Um, you know seeing seeing Tom Brady win is you know what we now know is his last Super Bowl will was always something that uh you know i'll probably never forget that yeah it's exactly what i always tell my son i'm like when it's all said and done as much as i am a bucks fan and i hate that he retired so i was hoping we get to Mm -hmm. have 12 around a couple more years um i can always say that we witnessed of the seven super bowls i saw the last one yeah uh, yeah i know it was a remarkable game it was different without the fans being there and the way it wasn't as crowded as you know you'd like to see for a super bowl that we'll probably see this sunday yeah. But it was still remarkable to watch him win sure. his seventh Super Bowl. And I, I mean, I guess you could have said, you know, we knew it would be the last one, but man, it felt like he was, it felt like he was yeah. not slowing down at all. No, I mean, you know, I didn't, 
I didn't get to watch much of NFL this year, obviously, with being over here. But um, you know, he's probably the greatest, the greatest NFL player of all time. And yeah. you know, like I said, to be able to witness his his last Super Bowl is pretty pretty cool. It really was cool. So as we get into your golf, you just said that you know you hadn't watched a lot of uh, NFL events because you are playing a lot mm-hmm. overseas. Uh, now your yeah. parents still live here in Orlando, or are they are overseas with you? No, yeah, they still live over there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't get back that much these days. You know, I'm always, always traveling, always doing, you know, something playing golf, and um, you know, I have an apartment in the London area, so you know, I like to spend a lot of time over here in the summer when the weather's, when the weather's nice. I, um, you know, migrate over here, and um, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be able to play at Woburn Golf Club over here too. So that's probably that's one of the nicest, nicest spots I've been. So yeah, I'm pretty, pretty lucky. I know last year you played the PGA. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. looking to add more PGA Tour events? Has the has the kind of melding of the DP and the PGA Tour coming together? Has that added to maybe playing a few more over here? Yeah, you know, it's definitely um, you know a possibility now with now with the two tours merging, it gives us uh, you know a couple more opportunities to play in tournaments on the states that we wouldn't have opportunities to play play in. So. Um, you know, we got a little bit of a break here in the schedule coming up. So, um, you know, I'm trying to hopefully get some invites. And if I don't, I'll, I'll play some Monday qualifiers over there and uh, just, sort of, just sort of go from there. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll get into uh, where exactly we'll see you next and what events mm-hmm. uh, you're trying to get into. But uh, coming off the DP World Tour, you finished ninth in Abu Dhabi at T12. And then mm-hmm. at the uh, Dubai Desert Classic, a T4. You've been playing really well to finish yeah. last season. And as you've started off this season, and if I'm not mistaken, your first round in uh, in the Saudi event was also, uh, I think it was, yeah. second, I think you were tied for second place. Yeah, shot, shot six under the first round in uh, Saudi as well. Yeah, no, you know, it's really nice. Um, you know, I played well at the end of last year. Um, you know, DP World, I played in the final. And... Um, you know, we, it was nice to, it was nice to see that, um, you know, sort of just trickle on into the new year because um, you never really, you know, right. You never really sure what's going to happen that month and a half off, if you're going to be rusty or not. So, you know, I finished 12th in Abu Dhabi, played some good golf. It was, it was blowing hard there and, um, you know, kept it, kept it up the next week in, in Dubai finishing, I've shot 500 there the final round. So made a nice little move up the leaderboard there, which never hurts. And then, uh, yeah, shot, 600 the first round in Saudi last week and then uh unfortunately hurt myself on um the Friday I was in a bunker and messed up my hip anyways but uh yeah so the game's in good shape and looking forward to the rest of the year okay so the injury that happened on Friday happened while playing yeah I plugged it I plugged it in the back of a bunker and I was like stood out of the bunker on like my right my leg was at like a 90 degree angle almost and it was buried pretty good under the sand and I just took a massive whack at it and it just locked up and seized my right hip so yeah that, that's what I did what hole was that on it was on the eighth hole of the second round so Ooh. yeah so pretty you played the rest of the round, round hurt yeah well yeah I mean it was it was just more it wasn't you know I could I could get through it and stuff but it was just like really painful so it was just like I woke up the next day and it was, I went to the physios and it was spasming and it was just locked up and it was, yeah, just, just no go. So it was a bit of a bummer, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Right. So obviously the giant elephant in the room lately has been (laughs) the, uh, the Saudi event and whether it's the who's going, who's not, who's playing, who's not, you got to get permission to play. You don't. Um, 
I mean, let's start with number one. Where do you stand on everything that's going on with the two tours? Um, well, you know, it's it's definitely going to be an interesting, um, you know, whether whether it happens or not happens. You know, they're definitely making a lot of noise, and there's definitely some some of the best guys in the world, you know, um, being offered a ton and ton of cash to go do it. You know, and I feel like it'd be pretty pretty hard to say no to. Um, you know the numbers that are being reported and stuff like that you know so it's um yeah it's going to be an interesting few months in golf i think yeah let's get into that so the the money so reportedly mm-hmm. they offered bryson 135 <laughs> million dollars just to join the tour yeah now, to put that into perspective 135 million dollars is more than tiger woods has made w- just winnings on the pga tour in his career that's yeah. how much money that is. It's a lot of money. It sounds a like lot. a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Uh, Bryson said he was not offered that. He didn't say he wasn't offered anything, but he said it was not technically $135 million. Um, do you believe that the the money that is there to be made is enough to make not just some guys think about going, do you think we'll see some people go over there? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I mean, um, you know, it's definitely, you gotta, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we're a business, right. And we're trying to trying to do what's best for us. And, you know, the reason that I went and played Saudi was there was a bunch of world ranking points available. And, you know, I had to do what I felt was best for my game, you know, moving up the world rankings, get me into, you know, certain tournaments. And that's, you know, that was my goal at the end of the day was to go and earn world ranking points there. So, you know, if they're, if they're offering up a lot of world ranking points and a lot of money, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Now, do you have to get permission on the DP tour? Like the guys that get permission on the PGA tour have to get the yeah. uh, uh, yeah, signed you, waiver to go play. Did you have to get that as well? Yeah, it's called, yeah. You just got to get like, um, yeah, you do. You got to get released. So you get tour. a release to go play that event. Now in return, do you have to agree to play other events or do you have to make up so many events? Is there, are, are there any stipulations with that? Waiver? Um, yeah, there is, but I don't, yeah, I don't think I can really say too much about it to be honest with you. Okay. So there is like a, you, but yeah. you are giving up. Yeah. Yet. Sort of. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So was there any thought, have you, have you put thought to possibly, are you going to be able here? Let me ask this question actually. The to go over there and play on that tour, uh-huh. does would you is the, is the DP tour going to have the same rules that the PGA tour is that if you go play that tour, you're then banned from our tour? I have no idea, literally, no idea. They, I haven't, I have not heard anything about it. I haven't even, you know, the PGA, I don't, the PGA tour hasn't even come out and said that, right? Um, you know, so it's just all speculation at this point. Have you heard of have you heard any in, internal rumblings of guys that you think that would go? Um I potentially. <laughs> I got to be careful what I say. I get that. I can't say too much. Do you I mean is I mean between the players is there a lot of talk about this stuff between you guys? Yeah, of course. Of course, you know, we you know we don't actually, you know, we know we don't actually really know, you know, what's really going on. It's all just speculation and just stuff, you know, just rumors that you sort of hear, um, you know, which you can never put, you know, truth to um, until it actually happens, you know, and obviously right now nothing's actually happened. 
And, you know, well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Now, does the, obviously, we've, Phil came out and, and made his comments, and there was a lot of blowback on Phil's comments. And some, some of mm-hmm. Phil's comments I agree with, and then other ones I think he's completely, he couldn't be more yeah. off base. When it comes to the human rights aspect of the Saudis, does that mm-hmm. type of stuff bother you? Do you see it as also a problem for future sponsorships? And is that, is, is that something that is concerning to you? Um, it's, yeah, I, I'm not really in a position to get into political debate about that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, I can't, you know, I can't really say too much about, uh, you know, that sort of stuff and people's opinions on it, but, um, you know, they're, they obviously, um, have a belief in a religion that, um, you know, they, you know, it's changed. It has changed. You know, I, I didn't go last year. I went the year before. And when I got there, it was completely different than what I remember it being in the last two years. It's, it was, it's changed a bunch for the, um, better. for the better, for sure. For the better, for sure. You know, when I was there two years ago, um, you know, women weren't able to drive, they weren't able to go to movie theaters, you know, and now, you know, you see women driving everywhere and, you know, women are way more, you know, accepted, you know, and in, that, in, that to, in respect it a lot more, you know, so they are, it is changing, you know, I'm not here to, you know, make any political statements or anything like that, but they're definitely trying to change. For sure. So you've seen firsthand that there is a difference from two years ago to where it was last mm-hmm. week when you were there. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely changed. Um, yeah, for sure. So, in and in, in Phil's comments, he was upset that the that the that the uh, tour is does not allow him to own his own rights. And and Brendel Chambly fired back with what what I thought was extremely well put, where there's no sports body that allows the player to own the rights of what they do on the field. And his his example was. For example, Tom Brady throws a touchdown. He doesn't mm-hmm. own the rights to that touchdown. The NFL does. He's performing for yeah. the NFL. And that essentially, that's every sport. And that's also what the PGA Tour is doing. When you're out hitting golf shots, you are paid. Yeah. And therefore, that golf shot belongs to the PGA Tour, sure. even though you hit it. Um, it's mm-hmm. much the same in our business, uh, in, the, yeah. in, the, in, the, in, the, in the radio business. When we do a show, our parent company owns the content, even though we do it it's it's a yeah, type yeah. Of business so mm-hmm. are you surprised there weren't more people like brooks that kind of stood up and said hey man that's really kind of kind of a stupid take i mean yeah yeah he um yeah i know i don't really know if he needed to necessarily go into you know that deep into you know saying what he you know obviously he knew when he was when he said it he was going to get a lot of hate and that it was going to go you know viral and people were going to be very opinionated on it right. um you know so it was you know probably would have kept those comments to myself if he thinks like that you know he might you know he might just be saying that just you know just because he's you know fell and he can sort of thing but um you know i i would definitely not have gone that way <laughs> did you uh is that was that something the players talked about too as well when you guys saw all those comments was that also no no you know when you know we don't really you know i i think it was on um one of the one of the mornings, I think it was Saturday morning or something. I was, I was warming up and yeah, I saw Phil had tweeted a few times before before we'd even played the third round and I yeah, and I was just like, nice. But yeah, we we never we never talked about it. We never really talked about it or anything like that. 
you know, it's always easy for for me as a fan, or and but you're obviously much closer to it being a player. Sam, if there were things that you, there were rules or, or things that you don't like, what are something that a lot of the players talk about? A rule that you would like to see changed, or something that you would like to see be a little bit different on the PGA or the or the DP World Tour? And within the game, yeah, like with it, like either within the game or outside the game, however it is. Yeah, um, you know, I I think rule wise. Um, there's, you know, I think pace of play is a massive, massive thing, right, in, in our game. And, you know, I think that they could be, they could, they could do, you know, they could do a lot different with pace of play and the way that they approach it. Um, you know, I'm, you know, I'm pretty fast player when it comes to playing, but, you know, I've, I've played with guys where I have been on the clock and they're two different people. You know, they, they'll take a minute and a half, you know, to play and then we'll get on the clock and they're all of a sudden taking like, 30 seconds or something you know so um you know in that aspect of the professional game i you know i think that that's one thing that we all want is you know to speed up so what's the fix there is it is it to warn and then penalize stroke penalize penalize you know we we they they find us but you know i think penalties are you know more they they have more value to them right you know we're taking you know guys take a long time because they want to save shots Right. And, you know, the way to punish them is to give them shots, you know, money, you know, the money side of it is, you know, they get fined, you know, five grand, whatever it may be right. for being slow. It's, you know, it's just whatever, but you know, if they're, if they're, if you're finding guys and they end up missing cuts, you know, that's, uh, that's what I think. I think we would so. see play speed up. If a guy knew that he's going to get one warning and then after I that do. warning, a second one, that's a shot. Yeah, I, I think you know if you threaten guys with 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 shots, then you know they'll they'll get they'll get the move on and you know definitely play faster. So, are there any things off the course you would like to see change as far as rules or or things you guys have to do? Or no, not really. No, I would no, no, pretty chill. So, I mean the the sport really has become so different. I mean, let's be honest. The reason these other tours are are kind of popping up is because yeah. golf is doing so well right now. I mean, I know that we we had wondered how the state of golf would be without Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. And I'm not by any means saying that golf is better without Tiger Woods because it's not. It's just yeah, not. No. Golf would always be better with Tiger Woods. Just like I don't think the NFL is going to be in a better place because Tom Brady retires. I think the NFL is better when Tom Brady is competing and there are better players. But – these other tours are popping up because of how well golf is doing, whether it's mm. social media has been phenomenal for golf. Yeah. Um, I believe the, the iPhones, a phone in your hand to record your swing and break it down on all these apps and post. And this, I mean, it has really been phenomenal. I, I think that is what's driving these other tours to say, Hey, what can we do? That's maybe a little different that will make guys want to come play for us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, I, the pandemic, you know, as crazy as it sounds, has been probably the, one of the best things for golf. You know, it's booming. The golf business since the pandemic has been, you know, so many people are playing golf now because they can get outside. And, you know, that was during the height of the pandemic, you know, a lot of golf courses stayed open. And, you know, there was so many more people getting into the game of golf. And, you know, it's great to see that, you know, there's people, there's people that I went to high school with who, you know, never – never play golf and, you know, hated golf. And, you know, there's, they're, they're playing, you know, they're working at golf courses now. Um, you know, they're playing golf, having fun playing golf. And, you know, it's pretty cool to see, um, 
you know, and just the, the growth of the game is just ridiculous right now. And I think that, um, you know, that gives everyone more opportunity, you know, as you get more viewers in the game, um, you know, so you got obviously, you know, all these tours and all this, all this opportunity coming from everywhere. And, you know, it's all, all good. It's all good for the game of golf. Yeah. The more eyes on our sport, the better. I think more people are watching it on television. And I think there's more of an appreciation for how hard this game is. Um, yeah. Because when you don't play the game and you watch it on TV, you're like, mm -hmm. that's not that hard. For when sure. You, but when you play the game and you get out there, you realize that three-footer that you watch on television that looks like there's no way that guy could miss, you feel like when you're standing over it, there's no way I'm going to make this. For sure. For sure. And, you know, there's even, you know, I've been playing golf, what, 21 years now? 21 years. You know, and there's still shots, you know, that I get bad feelings about and I still don't like and I that I know that, you know, are not going to go well, you know, and that's just the name of the game. And that's why we love golf. You know, that's why we come back and, you know, we want to want to get a little bit better every time. And, you know, me and Falls have this thing where we, you know, we say we get 1% better every day and, you know, it's just little things like that, you know, just getting better, um, you know, having these experiences playing in tournaments and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, it's good. So what would you say is that considering you've played on both tours, you actually played on, on, on many tours, you played on the Asian tour, you've played on the DP tour, mm -hmm. you played on the PGA tour. What yeah. would you say is the biggest difference in each of the three tours that you've played on? Well, I think that, um, you know, the, the strength of the field is there's not much different between any three of the tours. You know, I had this conversation with so many people that, you know, the, the strength of professional golf is ridiculous. Like there's so many golfers out there that you got, you've never heard of. And you're just like, Oh my goodness, that guy's so good at golf. You know, again, every shot hit it three forty down the middle of every fairway. Um, you know, I, and I just, I think that a lot of it has, you know, you know, America or, you know, the United States has, you know, a massive, a massive backing for the game of golf. Um, you know, and they're, they're always in prime time, you know, for the, for the golf and, um, you know, I think that's, you know, really, really good. And I think that's a, that attracts a lot of, you know, the good players. And, you know, they obviously get to play on the, you know, really, really good golf courses week in, week out that are, you know, in unbelievable shape. And, you know, so I think, yeah, that, that has a lot to do with it. So you think the, the, the fields are comparable across the three tours? Yeah, I will. You know, I would say that, you know, obviously the PGA Tour has, you know, the I would say the best, the best fields. Um, mm -hmm. You know, if you look at it, you know, statistically wise with the world rankings, I would say that the PGA tour, but you know, if you, you know, you play with guys that are, you know, 400 in the world and you're just like, damn, this guy's still really, really, really good at golf. You know, there's not much, you know, there's not a lot of difference between, you know, 70 in the world, 50, 70 in the world and, you know, 400, you know, they're just, they've had a little bit better, better breaks and, you know, played a little bit better in, you know, certain tournaments, um, you know, and that sort of separates them, you know, quite a lot because, you know, around that around that number, you can make such big jumps in the world rankings. You know, one good week here, one good week right. there, and you know, it's just so it's always, well, yeah, I saw always changing a lot. Harold Varner made a huge jump after the win, and uh, exactly. that's a huge jump. Exactly, now he's, he's in the top fifty in the world now. Exactly, um, Masters. He's in the Masters now, and you know, and stuff like that. It's you know, it's literally a life changing win for him. You know, and he did that on the on the Asian tour, and you know. He's about to go. About to go compete in the Masters. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think the average person understands how amazingly talented these people are. They see somebody mm -hmm. at their at their you know home country club play well, and they think, "Oh, that guy's good." 
out yeah. on the PGA Tour, the guy who misses the cut and finishes last would, would whoop that guy's ass most likely. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny you bring that up. So um, I had I had another guy caddying for me last week in um, Saudi because my caddy ended up tested positive for COVID in Dubai. But um, his, And he was a plus four handicap, right? And, you know, he was, we were, I was actually talking to him a lot because he's obviously a really, really good golfer and, you know, right. can, can handle it a lot. And, um, you know, he's just like, I, I know I cannot compete with you guys at all. You know, maybe, you know, maybe a day here, a day there, we know where I can, you know, play well and compete with you boys. But, you know, for four days, you know, 20, 25 times a year, no, you know, the golf courses are set up so hard, you know. We play seventy-five to eight thousand yard golf courses with you know that are set up proper. You know, pretty tough. You know, it's not it's not easy stuff. Right. Um, you know, so yeah, it was it was pretty interesting to get his take on you know that's that thing. That, he's a plus four. Yeah, he's a plus four handicap. Yeah, yeah, really good golfer, and you know he plays all the time when he's home. And, right. and when uh, he's home, he probably looks like a superstar. But at the same time, exactly, he, exactly. he realizes that he doesn't have the game to compete. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What would you say your handicap is, the average guy on tour? Because, you know, you, you know, guy walks around, he's a scratch. I mean, what's the average mm-hmm. tour player? What's your handicap? So we actually we actually talked about this last week as well. Um, you know, and if we were saying, you know, if you put us on a normal everyday golf course, which, you know, is C5 to 7,000 yards, mm-hmm. we're probably going to drive three greens. So that's birdie. Four par fives, those are birdies. So, you know, you're looking at like plus seven-ish, plus six, you know, plus six and a half, plus seven is what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> like when, I, when, I'm at, when I'm at home and I'm, you know, playing, like with people who are like around scratch, I'll give them like six shots, six and a half shots, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a fair, it's a good game then. It's a fair game. Wow. Where do you play when you're yeah. here in the States the most of the time? Uh, Alworth. Orlando. That's a yeah, tough golf Alworth. course. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a really, really good test of golf. Um, you know, obviously they, they've had a few tournaments there, and they have a really, really big amateur tournament there, the Tavistock Collegiate. And uh-huh. uh, I've been at been at the Worth for two, two or so years now, and uh, yeah, I love it. Great place. Yeah, we had Charles uh, Howell on the podcast one time. Yeah, he used to, really he used, good guy. He used to play a lot of rounds with Tiger out there when Tiger lived out at Osworth. Yeah. Yeah, and he said that he witnessed with his own two eyes one time. Tiger shot a worse ball, sixty-five, worse ball. I've heard, I've heard the story. I've heard a lot of crazy Tiger stories, but yes. Yeah, I've like he had one. to hit two drives. He played the worst one. Mm-hmm. He hit onto the green, played the furthest one from the cup, and if he made a birdie, he ha- if he made a birdie putt, he had to make it twice. That's that's the crazy part. I mean, imagine knocking in like a twelve footer and being like, "Yeah, I made birdie," and then you got to do it again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I shooting sixty-five. And that golf course is not easy by any no. stretch of the imagination. It's like 70, I think it's like 7,700 yards, 7,800 yards off the back tees. Right. The, the Tiger tees. So, yeah. yeah. And he also told us that uh, it was two, two separate occasions they were playing. And he said Tiger was not bragging. But he mm-hmm. literally said uh, it was one week of the Bridgestone and another week was Doral. And he just mentioned, yeah, I'm, uh, it was on a Monday. He said, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to head down there tomorrow, but um, I'll win this week. And both times. <laughs> He won by eight shots and he said yeah. he wasn't bragging. It was just really nonchalant. Like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll win this week. He knew he was striping it that good. Have you, uh, yeah. on your two wins, when you, when you, when you won the hero and you, and, and you won the Celtic classic mm-hmm. going into those weeks, did you feel like, Hey, th- you know, I can win this week or was it one of those where, cause I've had guys 
I remember uh, Justin Thomas last year. If you remember when he shot 59, mm-hmm. he said he had the worst warm-up session ever <laughs> on the range. He couldn't yeah, hit that it. Happens a, that happens a lot, yeah. So those Good weeks round. that you won, did you feel like, hey, I got it this week, or did it just kind of slip up on you? Yeah, it just sort of slips up on you. You know, the sort of, you know that you're playing well. You know, you can sort of see that, you know, you're playing well and your game feels good and, you know, you're sort of informed, but, you know, it just sort of comes out of nowhere, you know. And um, I remember the week before, actually, was the British Masters and Westy hosted it. Um, and I and I finished fourth and I shot and I and I think I finished bogey, bogey, double bogey or something like that. And I feel finished really bad. And I finished like fourth or fifth or something, something like that. So I knew that my game was obviously really good going into it. And, you know, I didn't really make too much of the, of the bad finish. You know, I just had a, had a bad finish and whatever. Um, and then, you know, obviously, you know, won the first one. And then um, the second week was just, it was kind of weird. The second, I went win, miscut, win is what I did. So the, that's, so golf. The, the, that's golf. Yeah. Um, you know, the miscut was just, you know, obviously coming, coming off such a high of winning, you know, I was just not prepared to play. Um, and then, you know, one, one for the second time in Wales at Celtic Manor. And um, yeah, I remember, I remember I shot 63 the th- second round and I made a trip triple or double on the 17th triple on the 17th hole. Um, yeah, 60, actually I think it was 64. I shot 64 and I made a triple on the 17th hole um and my my caddy and i mick who you know he's been there been there for me with me since day one um we made a little little pact you know we said if we if we go bogey free this weekend no one no one will catch us and i did i went bogey free i made (laughs) it's actually pretty funny i hit it in the exact same spot i hit it in on 17 where i made triple to a left pin as well it's just dead on 17 at Celtic manor and i made like a i made like a 15 footer for par and wow. that you know that was you know to stay bogey free for the weekend and um going up 18 with a with a two shot lead so um you know that was that was huge and that was it was super cool you know i at that you know i remember looking back on that now and i wasn't thinking about it to you know lock up the tournament to win the golf tournament i was just trying to stay bogey free you know for the weekend and it was pretty cool that that was my mentality you know on that on that putt how do you how do you keep yourself and maybe your caddy helps? How do you mm-hmm. keep yourself positive when things aren't going well? Like even last week, you you come out Saudi event, your mm-hmm. second place, had to be feeling really good about your game after coming off a, a T four, and mm-hmm. then things kind of do go south a little bit. How do you keep your attitude and your positivity and keep it going? That hey, I'm gonna you know I can write the ship. Yeah, um, you know I think a lot of it is. Um, you know, I just, I know that I'm playing really good golf. Um, you know, I know that I have a bunch more tournaments coming up this year. I'm probably going to play, you know, 20, 20, 21 more tournaments this year. Um, you know, and it's just, just a little bump in the road. Um, you know, you know, the old saying stuff, that, you know, stuff happens and, you know, you just got to build on it and go from there. Um, you know, so, you know, about this hip thing, you know, yeah, it was bad that it happened, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, um, you know, take care of it now, get it, get it sorted and, you know, be ready for my next tournament. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully we get to go from there and uh, see what I can build on for the rest of the year. 
you know, the talk this year or really last year since the pandemic and this year has been has been Bryson and the the distance mm -hmm. and bulking up and, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Is chasing not that you're a short hitter, you average over three hundred off the tee, but is chasing distance something you have ever uh thought about doing or worked on? Yeah, I actually I actually did it. Um I you know, I didn't so I ended up I tore a disc in my back at two years ago. So I lost I lost a little bit of speed um last year and my main goal you know for this off season was you know to get it up and get it up a little bit more than what it was um you know so i i did that this year me and me and falls worked on it in the off season getting getting my speed up a little bit and um yeah you know it's definitely i think it's definitely helps you and uh you know it's it can never be a bad thing right hitting from closer to the pen you know i, I sort of think that's the name of the game and um you know to do that you you know if you're you know, bombing it 350 or 360 like he is off the tee. Um, you know, it's never as long as you can keep it somewhat in play and on earth, you'll be you'll be all right. When your swing gets off, as they say, when you're just a little bit mm -hmm. off, what what is usually what's off in your swing? What's the what, what's the first thing you're like? Yep, is that? Yeah. So I uh, I have an I have a tendency to stay to stay left in my swing and not not have enough. Um, enough to the right movement i guess you would say uh, to move off head. the ball yeah to move you know i try to i try to have this feeling that you know I, I stay tall and have have a little bit of weight on my right side um you know when i when i start swinging bad i sort of stay left and my head drops a little bit and um yeah so for me it's keeping tall and staying right now who's your coach currently uh sean foley sean foley so what, what are you guys currently working on in your uh, in your game Pretty much, pretty much that, pretty much the same, same stuff day in and day out. You know, if I, I know that if I stay tall and give my weight to the, my right side, it gets me in really good positions and, um, you know, get, keep, keep width on the, keep width at the top and on the way down and send it. Now you don't want you, when you, when, when you say move to the right, you're not trying to move mm -hmm. your head to the right any, right? No, just, no, no. I'm trying, trying to shift to, pressure. Yeah, I'm just trying to feel like the weight gets a little bit on my right side, if that makes sense. Like I sort of turn into my right hip. Right, so, that makes yeah. sense. It's yeah. a very, it's a very, it's a very small, obviously feeling. Right. But you know, when, you, when you're swinging a club at 122, 123 miles an hour, you know that that slight, you know, weight right, and you know, keep my height, you know, does a lot to my golf swing. You so know, you Foles don't want to. Falls always says, you know, it's a. You know, it sounds very short to you, but it feels like a 20-page essay to me. You know, I can write a 20-page essay on it. So, right, no, that makes sense. But you don't, you, you don't want to sway to the right, and you don't want your right hip kicking out any. No, you no, no. Your, so, your right hip kind yeah. of turns up and back. Yeah. So I basically, I literally just, yeah, just feel like I turn into my right hip, uh, mm -hmm. like, yeah. And for me, it's a feeling of 70% weight on my right side and 30% on my left side. So. Yeah. And then you shift all the pressure to your left side. Yeah, obviously on the way down. Yeah, on the way down. Just, yeah. yeah, just send it from there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. How often do you get to see him with him being in Orlando? Uh, I get to see him quite a bit. Um, you know, and if if I'm on the road and things aren't going great, you know, I can I send him a swing video, and you know, he comes back to me short shortly afterwards there. So you know, we have a we have a good connection, and um, yeah, we're we're always talking. Yeah, I mean, he's taught some of the best in the world. Obviously, got to uh, teach Tiger Woods, and uh, mm -hmm. I think he was with him in 2013 when he won five times. And if he doesn't yeah. hit the if he doesn't hit that flag stick at the Masters, he probably wins that too. Mm. Um, and yeah. uh, had a hell of a run. And he's you know J Justin Rose major winner with him yeah. as well. So he's had exactly. some very good 
And I believe uh, his LPGA yeah. tour players are playing very well as well. Yeah, he, yeah, he's working with Lids, uh, Lydia Co. Now, and obviously she's she's playing really well. And uh, yeah, she, he, yeah, he's got his guys are playing well. Yeah, we've had Sean on the uh, podcast. Every anytime I talk to Sean, I always feel like I'm smarter. Like I've learned <laughs> words. I feel like I've learned yeah. words that I didn't know what the hell they meant before. Exactly. Yeah. But I, yeah. I sound smarter when I'm done talking to Sean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> he I'm knows glad, a lot of big words. <laughs> I'm glad you feel like right. he makes me yeah. feel like almost like, damn, I don't even know what that word is. You feel like dumb, but then you feel smart. Cause like, Hey, listen, I'm going to use that word in the future. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You just, you just yeah. sort of click on with it. Yeah. So before we uh, yeah. let you go real quick, we do a uh, segment here at the end called uh, emergency nine get a quick nine Perfect. questions in and you just right. answer the first thing that comes to mind. All right. All right. Let's go. I followed you on your Instagram. I see that you have a lot of shoes. How many pairs oh, yeah. of shoes? How many pairs of shoes do you own? Uh, like 50, 50. I actually, yeah, 50 pairs. 50 pairs of shoes. All right. That's, you know what? That's not bad. I think my wife's got that many. So that's actually not yeah, that bad. Yeah. All, all Jordans and just stuff like that. Big Jordan. That's good. How, how many, how many Gator Jordan shoes do you have? Uh, I only have one, no, one or one. I think I have the Gatorade sixes. So nice. okay. I guess they're, yeah, like Gator shoes. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Netflix or YouTube? Uh, Netflix. Netflix. All right. Uh, music on the golf course? Yes. All right. Who's your go-to artist on the golf course? Um, it just depends on the mood. Um, I listen to rap music, and my favorite artist is this guy called Lil Baby. So probably Lil Baby, considering okay. I have the whole play a whole playlist for that guy. He's coming to Jacksonville. He's coming to Ponte Vedra, Jacksonville soon. So you should get, you need to get on yeah. over here. Yeah, I, I went I went and saw him in Orlando. Yeah, it was yeah, interesting. Dumbest thing you've heard or seen from a fan at a PGA tour DP World Tour event. Oh, dumbest. Oh, I had some guy actually the other day who was trying to uh he was just extremely intoxicated and was giving me uh giving me some verbal abuse. Yeah, that was that that didn't end up very well but well for him. How did yeah, that end yeah. up for him? <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was, yeah, he was, well, he was trying to get in the, in the courtesy car. I don't exactly know how he got there. And he was complaining that he had to be wait. Yeah, he was waiting and he was just very drunk and it just oh didn't go well. <laughs> it didn't go very well for him. Good for you. You know yeah. what? Good for you, Sam. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just like, yeah, no, not good. Player you least like being paired with. Oh, goodness gracious. A slow one. A slow break. We're not willing to give. We're not willing to give out names, but there's a few. There's a few. There are a few slow players on tour. Mm -hmm. Uh, Player you'd be most nervous to be paired with? Got to be Tiger. Really? Yeah, it's just you know I play golf. You know he's the reason I play golf. He's the reason I have so many opportunities. No, not the main. You know he's the main reason why I have so many opportunities in the game of golf. And you know you look at guys. You know. You know, I'm not gonna say, but you know, like the guys Justin Thomas, Jordan Spieth, those age, those age guys, they you know grew up with Tiger in their prime, yeah. and you know if Tiger did what he didn't, you know if he didn't do what he did, I don't know, you know, golf would be the same. So yeah, Have Tiger. Tiger. I've met him once, yes, yeah. once, once, yeah. You nervous as shit. Yeah, of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's a legend. It's a goat, of course. Yeah, he is. He is the goat of golf. Uh, if you yeah. weren't a pro golfer, what would you be doing? What would I be doing if I wasn't pro golfer? Um, I really have no idea, to be honest with you. I didn't. I would have definitely tried a lot more in school. That's for sure. <laughs> I can't blame you for that. <laughs> yeah. I know you're on the road a lot. You're on the road. You get home. Your girlfriend's there. What's the one chore waiting on you that you always have to do when you get home? 
I gotta always do laundry. Always gotta do it. Always yeah, I hate, I, I hate doing it, but you know, you gotta gotta have clean clothes. Gotta, so, yeah, gotta. I hate doing it. And what's mm. your go-to meal when you're on the road? Steak and mashed potatoes. Mm. They can't mess that up. You can't. You can't mess it up. You know, you get some. You know, South Africa. I've been to South Africa a few times. It has the, some of the best steaks in the world. I just love yeah. going there, and it's like six dollars for like a filet and mashed potatoes and it is like one of the best steaks you'll ever eat it's Damn. unbelievable it's so good oh my goodness yeah it's unbelievable yeah, one, of my, one of my actually one of my old teammates from florida my best friend uh gordon neal he's down there right now playing on the sunshine tour and uh you know we're always we're always chatting about the food down there and um you know he's he's enjoying life down there so it's a cool That's part awesome. of the world Cool part of the world. Sam, before we let you go, what, uh, where can we see you play next? Where, uh, how can we watch um, you, whether it's uh, on TV or how can we see you here in the States? Yeah, so I'm trying to, you know, like I said earlier on, I'm trying to get some invites on the PJ Tour. Um, so not sure sure on those ones. We won't, we won't know until closer to the date on those. Um, so hopefully... Any hopefully exact one ones you're looking at? Any exact tournaments? Uh, yeah, I'm trying for um, Honda and um puerto rico and um so we'll see we'll see on those ones um and go from there but uh, next back over here um danny willett um is hosting the british masters which is beginning of may beginning of may so um back over there here then and that's when we mainly kick off our our tour in in europe now will you play some uh some of our majors obviously not the masters yet but will you play the pga or the open yeah, yeah. So um, I got in those last year off my world rankings. Um, so it just it just really depends where you are in the world rankings. And right now, um, in, I'm inside the the cutoffs for those. So um, you know, the goal is to keep trending and keep playing well, and you know, get inside. Um, you know, wherever I get to in the world rankings, and playing as many many majors as I can. Awesome, good deal. Well, hopefully our uh, hopefully our Gators are better this year on the uh, on the on the football field. Do you get a chance to watch uh, for sure. Florida football? Um, I haven't. I didn't last year. Um, I know we were not not the best last year, so I sort of stayed away that's from it. Nice um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. But yeah, we did beat Florida nice. State, which was, is really all that matters. Hey, that's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, we got our ass handed to us by Georgia, of course. But right, we did. You know, that, that that one always hurts. But um, <laughs> but beating you know, Florida until, State uh, makes it a little bit better, though. <laughs> it does. It does. I really, really, really do not like Florida State. Um, uh. but yeah, you know, I got to got to got to watch it a little bit, and you know, obviously two years ago when when they were really good with Kyle Trask that was that was really fun and I got to go to um you know I try to get up and go to a few games each year which is it's probably my favorite sporting event of the year um you know college game day it's just you you can't beat the right the atmosphere and you know if the rivalry is good then you you know you're gonna have a good time so it's always fun do you like to give the guys on tour that are from Florida? You know, we got Brooks, uh, Daniel yeah. Berger. There's quite a few Florida State guys out on tour. Yeah. We, need, we, yeah. we need more Florida boys. We do. We really do. Um, you know, I need some of some of my teammates and some of the boys to, you know, we need to step it up and get a get a little bit of, um, you know, Gator presence done out there. But, uh, you know, I Billy Horsell's always willing to rep. Yeah, Billy. Yeah, <laughs> Billy. Billy's a great Gator. Billy's a great Gator. Um, you know, I saw just saw the boys won. The boys won the C best tournament the uh first season uh first event of the spring season so um you know they're they're playing well and hopefully they can kick on from here yeah good deal well sam thank you so much man appreciate your time no worries thank you and, thanks uh, for having me and yeah all that good stuff 
Good luck moving forward, man. We will uh, we will talk to you again. Hoping that next time we talk to you, it'll be after a win, and exactly. hopefully uh, we'll see you here at the players or the Masters or one of the uh, sure, tournaments sure. here. Good luck, man. Have a great one. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks, my man. Appreciate Thank you, Sam. It. Appreciate it, man.